Mythical, the podcast that wanders the dark and fantastical pages of fairy tales and myths. This season, I'm reading Italian fairy tales. Today's story is titled, How the Devil Married Three Sisters, by Thomas Frederick Crane. Playing the devil today, I have a special guest voice, Edward October from OctoberPod on YouTube. I will post links to his show in the show notes. Now, I'll begin today's story, as all good stories should, with Once Upon a Time. Once upon a time, the devil was seized with a desire to marry. He therefore left hell, took the form of a handsome young man, and built a fine, large house. When it was completed and furnished in the most fashionable style, he introduced himself to a family where there were three pretty daughters and paid his addresses to the eldest of them. The handsome man pleased the maiden. Her parents were glad to see a daughter so well provided for, and it was not long before the wedding was celebrated. When he had taken his bride home, he presented her with a very tastefully arranged bouquet, led her through all the doors of the house, and finally to a closed door. The whole house is at your disposal, said he. Only, I must request one thing of you, that is, that you do not on any account open this door. Of course, the young wife promised faithfully, but Equally, of course, she could scarcely wait for the moment to come when she might break her promise. When the devil had left the house the next morning, under pretense of going hunting, she ran hastily to the forbidden door, opened it, and saw a terrible abyss full of fire that shot up towards her and singed the flowers on her bosom. When her husband came home and asked her whether she had kept her promise— She unhesitatingly said, Yes, but he saw by the flowers that she was telling a lie, and said, Now I will not put your curiosity to the test any longer. Come with me. I will show you myself what is behind the door. Thereupon he led her to the door, opened it, and gave her such a push that she fell down into hell, and shut the door again. A few months after, he wooed the next sister for his wife, and won her. But with her, everything that had happened with the first wife was exactly repeated. Finally, he courted the third sister. She was a prudent maiden, and said to herself, He has certainly murdered my two sisters. But then it is a splendid match for me so I will try and see whether I cannot be more fortunate than they. So she knows that this man has murdered her two sisters, but it's such a good match, she's like, I I don't care, I'll just make sure I don't do what they did, and it'll be fine, he won't murder me, it'll be great. And accordingly, she consented. After the wedding, the bridegroom gave her a beautiful bouquet, but forbade her also to open the door which he pointed out. He could also just not point out that door, and then they wouldn't be as curious to open it. 
He could also keep it locked or hidden. Not a whit less curious than her sisters, she too opened the forbidden door when the devil had gone hunting, but she had previously put her flowers in water. Then she saw behind the door the fatal abyss and her sisters therein. Ah! she exclaimed. Poor creature that I am, I thought I had married an ordinary man, and instead of that he is the devil? How can I get away from him? She carefully pulled her two sisters out of hell and hid them. When the devil came home, he immediately looked at the bouquet, which she again wore on her bosom. And when he found the flowers so fresh, he asked no questions, but reassured as to his secret, he now, for the first time, really loved her. After a few days, she asked him if he would carry three chests for her to her parents' house, without putting them down or resting on the way. But, she added, you must keep your word, for I shall be watching you. The devil promised to do exactly as she wished. So the next morning, she put one of her sisters in a chest and laid it on her husband's shoulders. The devil, who was very strong, but also very lazy and unaccustomed to work, soon got tired of carrying the heavy chest and wanted to rest before he was out of the street on which he lived. But his wife called out to him, "'Don't put it down!' I see you. The devil went reluctantly on with the chest until he had turned the corner and then said to himself, She cannot see me here. I will rest a little. But scarcely had he begun to put the chest down when the sister inside cried out, Don't put it down. I see you still. Cursing, he dragged the chest on into another street and was going to lay it down on a doorstep, but he again heard the voice. Don't lay it down, you rascal! I see you still! What kind of eyes must my wife have? He thought. To see around corners as well as straight ahead, and through walls as if they were made of glass. And thus thinking he arrived, all in a perspiration and quite tired out, at the house of his mother-in-law, to whom he hastily delivered the chest and then hurried home to strengthen himself with a good breakfast. The same thing was repeated the next day with the second chest. On the third day, she herself was to be taken home in the chest. She therefore prepared a figure which she dressed in her own clothes and placed on the balcony under the pretext of being able to watch him better, slipped quickly into the chest and had the maid put it on the devil's back. The deuce, said he, this chest is a great deal heavier than the others, and today, when she is sitting on the balcony, I shall have so much the less chance to rest. Did he just call his wife fat? So by dint of the greatest exertions he carried it without stopping to his mother-in-law, and then hastened home to breakfast, scolding and with his back almost broken. But quite contrary to custom, his wife did not come out to meet him, and there was no breakfast ready. Margarita, where are you? 
he cried, but received no answer. As he was running through the corridors, he at length looked out of a window and saw the figure on the balcony. Margarita, have you gone to sleep? Come down. I'm as tired as a dog and as hungry as a wolf. But there was no reply. If you do not come down instantly, I will go up and bring you down. He cried angrily, but Margarita did not stir. Enraged, he hastened up to the balcony and gave her such a box on the ear that her head flew off, and he saw that the head was nothing but a milliner's form and the body a bundle of rags. Raging, he rushed down and rummaged through the whole house, but in vain he found only his wife's empty jewelry box. Ha! he cried. She's been stolen from me, and her jewels too. And he immediately ran to inform her parents of the misfortune. But when he came near the house, to his great surprise, he saw on the balcony above the door all three sisters, his wives, who were looking down on him with scornful laughter. Three wives at once terrified the devil so much that he took his flight with all possible speed. Since that time, he has lost his taste for marrying. The moral of today's story is don't hide things that you want to be kept a secret in plain sight and then tell people about them. It will pique their curiosity. How the Devil Married Three Sisters is not the only story of this kind in Italy. Italo Calvino also wrote a story similar to this one that he titled Silver Nose. In that story, the devil is described as having a silver nose. The sisters are daughters of a widowed washerwoman and are taken as servants rather than as wives. The mother is uncomfortable of her daughters leaving home because of the devil's silver nose. The devil gives each girl a tour of the house and a key to every single one of the rooms, including the room that leads to hell. He again tells them not to open that door. To see if they disobey him, he sneaks into their rooms and puts a flower in their hair. The first flower is a rose, the second is a carnation, and the third is jasmine. Rather than putting each sister in a chest, the third sister puts them in bags, claiming that she misses her mother and wants to give her washing so that she has something to do and can hear news of her. When it is the third sister's turn to return home, she feigns being ill and builds a dummy of herself and puts it in bed. The devil, after leaving her unknowingly with her mother, rushes home because she is sick. It doesn't say what the devil did when he discovered her gone, for the story ends with the family putting a cross outside their door and never hearing from the devil again. Today's story was read from Italian Popular Tales by Thomas Frederick Crane. Thank you again to my friend Edward from Octoberpod on YouTube. 
links to his show will be in the show notes. If you have a fairy tale you would like me to read aloud, you can email me at mythicalthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at mythicalpodcast. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful week, and don't anger the fairies. <laughs>